When I was 29, I told myself the next acting job I get, no matter what it pays, I will from now on, for better or worse, be a working actor. So I quit my position at the professional examination services and now I didn't have either the internet or a cell phone or a job. But something good happened. I got a low paying theater job in a play called Imperfect Love, which led to a film called 13 Moons with the same writer, which led to other roles, which led to other roles. And I've worked as an actor ever since. I didn't know that would happen. At 29, walking away from data processing, I was terrified. 10 years in a place without heat, six years at a job I felt stuck in. Maybe I was afraid of change. Are you? My parents didn't have much money, but they struggled to send me to the best schools. And one of the most important things they did for me is that once I graduated, I was on my own. Financially, it was my turn. But this made me very hungry, literally. I couldn't be lazy. Now I'm totally lazy, but back then, I couldn't be. And so at 29, and a very long last, I was in the company of the actors and writers and directors I'd sought out that first year, that first day after school. I was, I am, by their sides. Raise the rest of your life to meet you. Don't search for defining moments because they will never come. The moments that define you have already happened and they will already happen again. Sorry, it sucks after graduation. It really does. I mean, I don't know, at least it did for me, but that's the only thing I know. You, you just get a bit derailed, but soon something starts to happen. Trust me. A rhythm sets in. Just try not to wait until, like me, you're 29 before you find it. And if you are, that's fine too. Some of us never find it. But you will. Promise you. What did Beckett say? Ever tried? ever failed, no matter, try again, fail again, fail better. The problem is not pleasures. The problem is that pleasure experienced without prior requirement for pursuit is terrible for us. It's terrible for us as individuals. It's terrible for us as, as groups. And I, I have great confidence in the human species to work this out, but we are finding now, and we are going to increasingly find that those who will be successful, young or old, are going to be those people who can create their own 
internal buffers. They're going to be able to control their relationship to pleasures because the proximity to pleasures and the availability is the problem. If you look at the increase in use of uh, drugs of abuse or prescription medication, which at least at the first pass deliver pleasure, pain relief, the whole issue with the opioid crisis and, and dopaminergic drugs like Ritalin, Adderall, you know, there is sometimes is a clinical need, but tons of people are taking those recreationally now or to study. Huge dopamine increases are what those cause. That is a problem. That's a serious problem because it creates a cycle where you, you need more of that specific thing. I would say addiction is a progressive narrowing of the things that bring you pleasure. And, you know, and I don't like to comment too much on enlightenment because, you know, I don't really know what that is as a neurobiologist, but a good life, we could say, is a progressive expansion of the things that bring you pleasure. And even better, a good life is a progressive expansion of the things that bring you pleasure and includes pleasure through motivation and hard work. And understanding this pain-pleasure balance whereby if you experience pain and you can continue to be in that friction and, and exert effort, the rewards are that much greater when they arrive. And so if you look at any drug of abuse or any situation where somebody isn't motivated or thinks that, now, they may have clinically diagnosed attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but a lot of what people think is ADHD, it turns out, is people just over-consuming dopamine from various sources. And then, and also the context within a, a TikTok feed is, the context switch is insane. The brain has never seen, first of all, this is the first time in human evolution that we wrote with our thumbs, but that's a pretty benign shift. And then the other shift is, Normally you walk from one room to another or from a field into the trees or from a hut into or a house or whatever it is. But now you can get 10,000 context switches in that 30 minutes of scrolling on Instagram or TikTok. And so it's all about self-regulation. Well, how do you self-regulate? How do kids self-regulate? Well, this is my hope and one of the reasons I've gotten excited about public education and teaching neuroscience is that this is a place where knowledge of knowledge actually can allow oneself to intervene. When you think, I'm feeling low, I don't feel good, nothing really feels like good, am I depressed? Maybe, but maybe you're just, you've saturated the dopamine circuits, you're now in the pain part of things, what do you do? Well, you have to stop, you need, you need to replenish dopamine, you need to stop engaging with this behavior, and then your pleasure for it will come back. But you have to constantly control the hinge, it's not just about being back and forth on the seesaw, you have to make sure the hinge doesn't get stuck in pain or in pleasure. We often think about the extremes of addiction and those are really severe, but we also have to think about the more subtle forms of something we really love but indulging in it just a little too often so that it no longer has that edge. You know, there have been really good studies of people who jump out of airplanes with parachutes. You know, I'm sure it's a lot of fun, it looks like a thrill, but people do it over and over and over again, often die doing other things, they often become drug addicts because it's a really? huge high. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of that. And you know, there, there are a lot of examples of this. I mean, you can get addicted to anything. The key is to regulate that behavior. So you asked what, you know, what should people do? Well, certainly I'm trying this now and I have some good examples. Some young people I know and work with are taking breaks from not just social media, but no cell phone whatsoever. I'm actually trying a, an odd experiment, which is, for the first hour of every day, no phone. Learning how to keep that no-go, don't circuitry, as we could call it, uh, tuned up is very important. And so many times throughout the day, but I try and get 25 a day, where I actively refrain from doing something that I impulsively want to do. Could be looking at my phone, but it could even be something trivial. Like I wanna walk to the kitchen and get a glass of water. So I'm actively engaging in action-based denial. So restricting my behavior in some way, 
as a way of keeping these dopamine circuits tuned up. Also not looking at my phone first thing in the morning for an hour, because knowing what we now know about the second phase of sleep and REM sleep being more predominant in the second wave of sleep and the fact that you're working through a lot of emotional and logistical contingencies, you're reshaping your brain in sleep. That's when neuroplasticity occurs, during sleep. It's triggered in wakefulness, but it actually takes place in sleep, especially that second half of sleep. When you wake up in the morning, you are in a perfect position to what I call receive the download of all the work that your neural circuitry has been doing the night before. But if you immediately go to a sensory experience, especially a rich sensory experience of stuff scrolling by, you're actually missing the information that you processed at night. And even more importantly, that second half of the night during REM sleep is when the emotional weight of things becomes, let's say, you put it on the shelf properly. Things that are important to emotional, emotionally register get put in one shelf. Things that were like the comment you got on Twitter that was triggering doesn't seem like such a big deal after a good night's sleep. And that's because that second half of sleep is actually when you re-experience these things, but your body can't secrete adrenaline. It's kind of an internal form of therapy or even trauma therapy. And that's why people who don't get that sleep are very, you know, they're easily agitated. They feel like the world is crushing down on them. So when I wake up in the morning, I want to receive ideas that I want to learn from my learning. And if you take in new information, you are not in a position to do that. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. As always, big up. Thank you for joining the ride. Today on this podcast show, I hope that I can shift your, your inspiration as well as your motivation and ensure that we're standing on a true foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen. That just simply means Ed. Now, you know the slogan, the motto, what we live by, what we stand on here, bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. A quote that we love here, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have, Bob Marley. Family, I'm back again. I'm back at you. I know you miss me, but you know how we do it. Ain't nothing changed. I'm just a little bit more energetic right now. One question, two thought-provoking statements. First question, are you 
are you? Second, or I should say first thought-provoking statement now. Stop and recalculate. Again, stop and recalculate. And the last and final thought-provoking statement is fail better. Fail better. If you're just tuning in, family, again, as always, I appreciate it. If you're listening on YouTube, please go down to the bottom of the link and show your boy some love by leaving some comments or better yet, I got something for you that is just free of charge. Hit that share, share this, share this with someone else that that is going through something. Uh, hit the hit the like button. I know there's a lot of things on there I can do, but just make this make this video pop. This is this is the return. This is. Oh, you know, I'm getting so excited because I'm back. I didn't even give you a title of what we're here for. So I have a title with a subtitle. This this title and subtitle was inspired by T.D. Jakes and Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. I'm probably saying this laying wrong. My bag, Peter. But uh, when we see each other, we'll, we'll dap each other. up. will be all good. Anyway, today's title is in, is in, entitled Stop Managing What People Think of You. Fail better. Stop managing what people think of you. Fail better. Again, family, uh, if you're listening on YouTube again, Hit this like button, share this content. Really, family, we got We got to start getting this out because I, I, I'm, 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 I've been, you know, I've been gone for a minute. And when I say a minute, I was just looking. The last episode I dropped was on the 13th of last month. So I don't know when you're listening to this. I, I really don't like dating the show. So if I say the date and then, you know, so basically this is what it is. I've been gone for about uh, almost three and a half, almost four weeks. And what I've been doing during that time, it helped me understand a lot more of where I'm at, if that means any context. You see, what I understood was the fact that I was, I was, okay, okay, okay. So I was thinking about this uh, show when I was actually putting this show together and what I was thinking about it, and I didn't even get a chance to watch the actual show, but I got the concept and the concept is, is it was, it's, I think it's entitled from fit to fat and what it was about. It talked about, um, the concept was more or less of saying trainers who are, you know, in really great shape and amazing, you know, amazing shape and all of these things decided to make a decision to say, you know what, I need to understand my clients better. I need to understand what they're going through so I can help them better. Because a lot of times, family, we'll get caught up or we'll get into our zone and we forgot how we got to our zone. And I forgot how I had got to my zone and 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 I needed to step backwards and a lot of people wouldn't advise that you do this and the reason why is is because of that that's why i love what peter was saying when he said are you and if you want to hear the full context of that video uh i mean that audio clip 
there's a whole speech he gave. I think it was at a, a college or something like that. And when he was saying, are you are and, and I'm going to remix it because I'm thinking to myself, I'm saying, are you afraid to go to the next level or are you already at the next level and you're you're, you're nervous because you don't know what to do? So, you know how to see there are more books out there on going after success, but not maintaining and sustaining and growing your success. And so what, how this all came about when I was thinking about that, the, that show and in the context, it made me really respect this craft even more and said, Ooh, we, I have a ton of work to do and I'm excited to dig into it. And fit to fat is like I said, so the trainer went and basically stopped working out and was just eating all the wrong things and doing all the things wrong that you would do as a trainer and and it wasn't just a physical thing it was mental as well so instead of them normally maybe they may read in the morning or before they go to bed or during the day they were spending a lot of time watching tv they weren't filling their mind up with uh personal development type things or or learning new skill sets it was just i'm chilling if we just gonna keep it a bean, I, I mean, that's what it was. They was just chilling and through that process. So then after they go through that particular process and now they have to re-engineer and get back into the to the shape and, and the mindset. See, there's a there's two components here. There's a mindset piece and a physical piece. I think and this is just me speaking ED saying this. I in my personal life, I realize you need both. What do you mean, ED? Well, I feel that the physical of maybe doing some cardio or some type of workout, as well as combining it with the mental piece, it really, it, it, it's, for me, now again, it's for me, it's a, it's a true stress reliever, family. It's a it's it's a true eye opener for me because I see how I feel after a workout and um you know during the day and then when I didn't work out so you're like okay okay Ed where are you going with all this you're telling me about fit to fat you're you're, you're telling me about you know what you're doing so what are you saying okay let's get to it see what happened was family is is that. I decided to take sort of that model. It didn't start off that way. It wasn't like I was like, yeah, I'm going to take about four weeks off and I'm going to do the fit to fat. No, no, it didn't. It didn't happen that way. You know, there were celebrations, you know, my birthday and everything like that. And um, there were uh, other things that were going on, uh, celebrations and just just enjoying family and things like that, that by the time I looked up, I was like, wow. And I just had to look to see when the last show was dropped because I was I was like, I didn't it didn't feel like that long to me only felt like a couple weeks. And I wish I could lie to you and say that I wasn't having fun because I was having a ball. I mean, I was getting up when I wanted to get up. I was eating what I wanted to eat. I was doing what I wanted to do. I I totally moved away from all of the things that helped me build a true mental and physical foundation. And I did that because in the beginning, again, like I said, family, I was 
I, 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 it was celebrations and things like that. But then as I continued to transition, I realized, wow, you know what? This would be a good opportunity to understand what, what people go through. It's be, give me an under, uh, understanding. When I say people go through, I'm saying that why do a lot of people say they want this? Whether that this is maybe you want to start a show, maybe that this is that you want to go to college, maybe that this is is you want to start a business and it sounds good. It may even look good. But then when it comes time for the action. Things disappear. What happens? And you get comfortable. And during my phase of being comfortable, I see what happened. I saw what happened. I felt what happened because family, it is much easier to sleep in than to set an alarm clock or um, yeah, alarm clock and make a decision the night before that in that your goal is to wake up at whatever time that you said you want to wake up to push yourself to challenge yourself. It is much easier to sleep in. If Let's just be honest. It's, it's much easier to sleep in. It's much easier to not to go after that challenge that you said or build that business than it is to just go out and and and, and maybe continue to buy instead of being a producer. It's much easier. You know why it's much easier? Because see, it's much easier because number one, you won't be criticized and or critiqued. Number two is that you have to understand that coming up with material you're like man am i going to get writer's block am i is this going to happen is that going to happen you find every potential excuse of the reason why you can't Ooh, i like that and the reason why i like that is because if you stop asking yourself why you can't do something and change the the story or as i call it like the theme of my the next 30 days for me um, I mean, I'm sharing this family. Like I said, we, 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 we're getting to a point where we need to be extremely transparent because I, I seen a, um, I'm reading a book. Uh, you may have read it before or heard of it and it's called, uh, the success principles. I just started today. Now keep in mind, I had started reading a book and I stopped cause I picked up with something else, but the next 30 days, my, my focus on is one of the, well, Again, 10 to 15 minutes in the morning of reading something positive. I'm already reading my scriptures in the morning that I've that that I felt that uh, Dr. Miles Monroe had gave me through a audio. He didn't give it to me, but, you know, I had to model what he was talking about. But the book is by Jack Canfield and it's called The Success Principle how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And this is the 10th anniversary uh, anniversary edition. If you're a book uh, person like me or audio, we either one, you probably at this point, you might be trying to write the book down or you're going to hit rewind to hear the book. So I'm going to say the book again. The book is called The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And this is the 10th anniversary edition. You know what I think I may start doing, family? When I start mentioning books, uh, I'm probably going to leave like some affiliate links or something like that to the book. So you can just go right there and click on the link and not try to write that down because I want you to enjoy the the commentary that I'm providing here for you, because this this transition for me, like I said, the past three and a half, four weeks 
it really taught me about attitude, the attitude of if you don't make the decision to get up early in the morning or stay up late at night, whatever works for you or whatever your schedule is, you're going to realize and you will get to a point where things will irritate you that would bother you that weren't like family things that normally wouldn't bother me or irritate me. It was, it was bothering me. It was irritating. It was people with what people were saying and doing. And that's why I entitled this uh, because we're all guilty at this at some point in our life. Some continue to go down that right. And it's, and we have to course correct. And that's why I entitled this stop managing what people think of you fail better. See, if we stop caring what people think about us, we would go out and do those things that we keep dreaming about either daydreaming or night dreaming. We will actually go out and make an attempt because we wouldn't care what somebody says. And you got to understand the source of who's critiquing you too, because in life you will have a lot of people critique you and, and have not, have never done what you're attempting to do or had the courage to do. See, when I when I talk about stopping and recalculating, going through that whole I'm going to I'm going to put my remix on from fit to fat. I'm going to call it from personal to, to, to development to underdevelopment. Ooh, I like that from personal development to underdevelopment. See, I was I have been a huge component of personal development, not because it gets me all excited in the dopamine rush, but it allows me to believe is possible. It allows me to, along with my faith and, and, and my, my, my strong foundation of, of God. But what I'm saying is from an opportunity for this opportunity for me to grow as an individual, I need both. I need practical tools that I can use today, not tomorrow or next month or next week to help me continue to progress. And I, what I am noticing is, is a lot of times, family, we are such afraid of, of failing that we won't go take the shot. We are such afraid of being or of letting ourselves down or better yet, letting family members down that we won't go take the shot. See, I'm challenging you to go and take the shot. Because if you go and take the shot, you'll realize one or two things. First thing, it may not go in, which is great, because now you got work to do. Now you got to say, I got to keep shooting. And a lot of people give up because they are tired of shooting because they're not seeing the results that they imagine. And that imagination of what the results should be is based off of sometimes in the majority of the times what they've seen other people doing. I've shared this before with you, family. Kevin Hart talks about this a lot. He says, you know, a lot of people think I had overnight success. And he said, that is so far from the truth. He said, I spent years on years on years of honing my craft, getting up there telling jokes that at first people weren't rocking with you know, going to different comedy um, shows and, and 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 trying to 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 work on my craft to a point where I can be great enough to demand the financial the financial piece that I'm asking for. See, family, it's it's important that we continue to develop our skill sets and find new ways to bring in new skill sets, invest in training, invest in yourself. We will invest in more things that do not provide value to us because of, I believe, again, it's just uh, just me, that 
the commitment required to do the thing that you said you want to do may cost you something. If I could talk about cost. But see, we have to understand that even though there's a cost, we never look at the flip side of the investment. See, the investment is is is, is based off of what you deem the cost is. See, you deem the cost being that, well, I have to wake up two hours or an hour earlier or three hours earlier so I can work on my work before I actually go to my job. See, you also start thinking that, oh, well, now I want to develop this product or this. Well, now I'm not going to do it because I just don't have the time. See, Darren Hardy, uh, uh, I remember when I first, I don't know if it was Success Magazine when I first found him or, or what. I think it was Success uh, Magazine. And he talked about uh, carrying around this little book, little booklet in which he would always talk about he didn't have time or you would hear people say they didn't have time. And he, t- he challenged them to write down the what they were doing through the day. Of course, it's tedious. He also I think it was also a challenge too, where he talked about money as far as budgeting your money, writing out everything in that little small handbook of what you are spending or spent. And what you are realized, family, and, and that's what I was doing. I, I was kind of, I didn't do that as far as writing in a book, but I was, I was just kind of watching to see how I was spending my time. <laughs> and, and I was shocked that none of it was really beneficial to me. The only thing that was beneficial was the sleep. I am not going to front sleeping in like that. I slept like a baby. Didn't wait. I wasn't. I didn't wake up. I wasn't tired. I wasn't. I was just like, ah, I'm staying up to 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, kicking it. But I understood that in order for me to live the life, to be the individual I want to be, this is going to require work every day. I came back to the mic, not like I was going to leave, but I understood that to have what you want and to be what you want, something has to give. You see, I think that's why Kobe Bryant was one is and you know, still is one of my favorite players. You know, of course, you know, I, I ran it down Jordan, Kobe. LeBron, easy. People say, well, well, why? You see, all three of them share something, and when I'm studying great people, they share something in common. And a lot of people will first, oh, you know, work ethic. Yeah, you know, they just work so hard and everything like that. That's just too, that's just, that's too easy. As we say on the court, that's just a layup to say something like that. That means you haven't taken the time to unpack and study though those those three gentlemen I mentioned. Yeah, work ethic, they had that. I, I'll give that to them. But there's a lot of NBA players that had work ethic. But it was their commitment. And it is their commitment. The commitment, regardless of how they feel, the commitment of what they're thinking, the commitment of what has happened to them or happened around them, that they still show up. How many times have you not shown up, family? 
I can talk. I can tell you numerous times that I haven't shown up, and I haven't shown those times I didn't, I wasn't, or didn't show up is because I wasn't taking the necessary precautions to prepare. Because of the concern of failing, or the concern of I'm in a uncomfortable situation, and I don't know if this is a match for me. Or I'm doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And we all know that is a simple case of what they call, what? What do they call that? When you do the same thing over and over to expect different results? I think it's called an insanity. So family, when are you going to change up your approach? When are you going to stop waiting until the first of the year? I know, well, we got two more, we got two more months and then you can wait. Then you can start up your New Year's plan, which is going to last 30 days because or less because we all do that. We all we all go out and, you know, I think if, if I was in this, if I was in the market of selling workout gear, I will put all my, my, my best workout gear there for de- uh, during December and January because I'm going to sell it like hotcakes. Why? Because people make a commitment and say that they're going to do something. And it, if you notice, it's always, it's never a time frame of I'm going to start now. It's always a week from now or months from now or years from now or I'm gonna wait till the kids leave or I'm gonna wait till I get this degree or I'm gonna wait till things get better at a job or I'm a I'll stop what I'm saying to you family is is that to become more of who you are and who you're meant to be stop allowing yourself to shrink to please other people. Stop allowing yourself to go after it and fail and go after it and fail and go after it and then win. And whatever winning looks like to you. See, for me to for me today, coming back after four weeks, a win for me today was to 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 reunite those habits. So I'm starting from scratch almost again. But I have an advantage because of I've been through this process before, so I know what is required. Now it was up to me to go out and execute. And even if I didn't know what was required, I would just get started by reading my first book or listening to my first book or finding information to help me to work on a skill that I'm interested in. So I'll leave you with that, family. I really enjoyed myself today. This is, as always, been the Impact Secret Podcast show. I gave you the example. I may even do, it depends on the type of feedback I get back, but I may do, like I said, the personal development to underdevelopment, which is a, a remix to From Fit to Fat. Because sometimes, family, you have to go through something to understand what you're destined and destined to be. I hope I can see you on the other side, family. It's been your boy, E.D. Remember what Vusi told us. Do you want the emotions or progress?
because you can't have both. Peace.